Welcome to Storyboard. I'm Lars. I'm Meg. And we're talking deep cuts. We're talking wigs. <laughs> we're talking outfits. We're talking moods. We're, we're pitching original ideas for scripts, TV, and podcasts. All right. So today we're talking about notable like sophomore efforts from directors, remakes, sequels, reboots for our second episode. So, um,. I don't know, Meg, you want to get started? Yeah, well, my my warm my warm up sophomore film is kind of an op- obvious one to me. So it's Lynn Ramsey's uh, Morvern Collar. So it's her follow up to Ratcatcher. Um, Ratcatcher is nineteen ninety nine, so this is a couple years later. It's like early two thousand. Samantha Morton, who is criminally underutilized, mm-hmm. I think, yep. um, she plays a woman who wakes up to find out that her boyfriend's committed suicide. So she takes his manuscript and tries to sell it to a publisher under her own name. Love it. Yeah. So it's very um, non, kind of non-linear. It's kind of like a set, like a sound collage it's really (laughs) tone poem it's a kind of yeah you definitely it's very tonal you're not really totally sure what's going on um and the soundtrack is like i remember hearing this like i think the soundtrack is pretty well known because it's got like um apex twin and um can i think velvet underground like it's got like Mm -hmm. you know that early 2000s killer soundtrack Uh, I was just thinking about Mitchell, or no, wait, Peep Show, like jazz. I'm like, you know, jazz. I don't know if that has nothing to do with that. And I was like, yeah, no stuff. <laughs> That's like the Brothers. Yeah, it's a it super hands, like a super hands. Like super hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's obviously, you have to like Lynn Ramsey's kind of like gritty. It's not quite that. It's just that, right it's on right the border on the edge that of what you can't see. Kitchen sink drama no. that like. Sorry. Like gritty, grim, yeah, British despair. Guys in like wife beaters and basketball shirts eating cereal. <laughs> I don't know if I can yeah, I, it. yeah. So no, it's at least started. it's more yeah, it's more high high art than that. Yeah. But it definitely has that that early two thousands kitchen sinky yeah. poor British people. Yeah, I started it, and um, on that note, I have this thing where whenever I start something that's good but I don't finish it, I always feel like I, when I'm explaining it to someone, I have to have a reason, like, oh, I don't know, my, my Netflix DVD messed up, I guess, or something, and I'm like, <laughs> like you know I what? still get the five DVDs at a time. <laughs> I still do it to this day. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you start something and you like it, and you honestly just, like, there's not a reason. Yeah. You just, like, get distracted. You forget you even started it. So, yeah, so I have started it, and I liked it. I just, for whatever reason, never finished yeah, it, and I'd like to. It's hard to keep your it's it's compelling visually, but it's a little hard to stick with it. I would say don't be don't have had anything to drink or smoke. Okay. <laughs> going cold, <laughs> baby. Stone cold sober. No candy, no caffeine, no nothing. No. Sit in a room with a glass of water <laughs> and nothing else. Wear beige. Watch. It's a very Lynn Ramsey mood. Okay, okay. <laughs> So my other one is a movie that I am definitely, like, too close to to know if it's good or not. Because I really don't have a fondness for this director's other movies. So Cameron Crowe directed... Uh-oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It up. Stay, stay with me. Stay no, wait, with wait. me. Emma Stone. Wait, just come on. Give me a chance. Oh, no. There's, there's no Emma Stone sort of, okay. yeah, transracial <laughs> issues in this movie. So... Uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s, I think up into the early 2000s, Cameron Crowe was married to Nancy Wilson mm. from Heart. Are they not married? And I, I hope, oh, oh, I mean, I, I don't know, do I hope, do I, what do yeah, I hope here? I think they okay. got a divorce. But I love, yeah. Um, okay. They lived in Seattle. 
And he'd uh, written Fast Times, but his first, uh, his directorial debut was Say Anything, which people are Mm -hmm. very, way too attached to, I would Mm -hmm. say. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like every John Cusack character in hindsight, you're like, whoo, this is This is a real incel waiting to happen, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) He is going to be red-pilled any minute. (laughs) Lloyd is not a (laughs) long-term prospect. Yeah, he's not your long-term beau. Um, But anyway, and so... He was living in Seattle, and uh, just through his wife and being around, he got into grunge. So Mm -hmm. he directed, he wrote and directed the movie Singles. Oh, so good. Set in my hometown of Seattle, right at the sort of as as grunge is cresting. So it's just following a bunch of young twenty somethings living in an apartment building. Just like imagine Melrose with cooler people, (laughs) but in Seattle, not in LA. and also killer soundtrack that's something mm. my uh software movies have in common so you know like mother love bone uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. just look it up uh, okay. pearl jam no. chris cornell Who? i'm just kidding <laughs> like i don't know i know mother roll. love i don't like, know grandpa <laughs> pearl bailey i'm a millennial <laughs> um and it was so you know there's live forms by soundgarden and allison chains um but and you know the main the main actors like Matt Dillon, Bridget Fonda, Kira Sedgwick. It's a very early nineties mm, film. Um, I think it actually was filmed in nineteen ninety, but the studio like held it back because they saw like they wanted to wait till Nirvana was like really super popular. <laughs> People want to really get deep into the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> like the world has to catch they up want to, to this peak, vibe. You know, got to capitalize it's too on niche. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it's so good, and I can quote it, like, scene for scene. Mm-hmm. We loved it in high school. Oh, my God. It was just, like... You went when to a really cool high school. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, when you're, like... Like, I went to high school in the early 2000s in Seattle, like, an arts magnet school. Like, we were living... We didn't know. It was, like... We didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know had. it was... We, like, but we were yeah. really... We thought grunge was, like, so cool, and my whole high school self was like imagine if I could be working in a record store in 1990 like that yeah I felt like my life would have been so much better which now in hindsight I do think being gen part of gen x maybe would be a better uh we'd be better off financially Lars oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. rather yeah. than well, ourselves we're kind of or at least I'm right on that cusp old, of, old of gen x and yeah. I'm an old we have maybe. the worst of all things yes yeah. yeah that's great um anyway singles is very close to my teenage heart Listen to the soundtrack if you I can't, can't just I, watch it. Yeah, yeah. Just. No, I've seen it. It is lovely, and I want to see it again. Yeah. Um, quick question that has a little bit to do with what yeah. we're talking about. Is it sophomore or sophomore? Because there's an, o in, an extra O in there. And is it one of those things like February, which, like, who says that? Or, like, cauliflower that no, you know, it's like, it's cauliflower. Or do you say, I say cauliflower. And I say cauliflower. People from the Northeast say cauliflower. Yeah. It sounds and like they're like, they like cauliflower, mommy. I know, like, dang, mommy. <laughs> Change my diaper while he's a cauliflower. Sorry. <laughs> Which is a very advanced baby or... Yeah, he's like, really? vegetables? Really? Really? I don't know. Or an adult with a kink. Those are the two options. Yes. Oh, wow. What a kink. Um. Anyway, that's all. I was just like... Is it Soph- like, kind of like or like just, Dorothy instead of like I say Dorothy, Dorothy. yeah, and so I'm like sophomore. I, I would say I'll err on the side of just sounding like a regular old plebe, regular old Joe, regular old Joe, just regular old Dumbo. Because yeah. I feel like saying sophomore <laughs> is like, people overpronounce croissant and they're like croissant. croissant? Yeah. yeah, I think I I have a real mm, irascible and, streak, and I yeah. get I'm like no. Sophomore. I call that fraziering up. 
Fraser. Yeah, Fraser up yeah. if you're like yeah. Croissant or if you're like yeah. Mexico or something. Yeah. That's when you Fraser up. Yeah, you're I'm just Fraser, saying. I mean, I'm not. Fraser, I love Fraser, Fraser but it's just off yeah, the exactly. It's like that's maybe just pull back a little yeah. bit on that. Okay, so sophomore, good. I just so didn't I say sophomore. Like, oh, tummy, <laughs> like what? Sophomore, like sophomore. Well, because you say sophomoric effort. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I was just wondering. Yeah, I don't know. Did you have any other like more like? Remakes or oh, reboots? I've got, yeah. a, I've got a few things. Okay, too. so we're there, just it's just go down the list. Um, my remake is notable probably only to me, maybe people in my exact age demographic. Uh, so Little Shop of Horrors is technically a remake. <gasps> uh-huh. There was a '60s B movie like monster movie. Jack Nicholson was in it, I think. It was in the old one. Oh, really? I believe. Oh, see, uh, I've never I'm actually speaking. Seen it. I think. Oh. Oh, how interesting. It was an old. It was like, oh, yeah, because it was obviously, I mean, it was like early 60s, right? Or mid-60s? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, So the Rick Moranis, 1986 musical. So it's based Mm -hmm. on the Broadway play, I think, that was based on the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Just some good old slapstick and just good Steve, like a a sort of... um, Okay, Steve Martin? Yeah, sadist Steve Martin. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. That's Um, my... That's my... It's a reboot that I enjoy, and probably the only time you'll ever get me recommend a musical, because I absolutely despise them. <laughs> See, if we're getting into, like, some, like, deep cut, like, um, I hate that I love this, it's yeah. like, and I give it way too many chances or something is, and I get, bur- it, I get burned a lot, is musicals. So I do, I will enjoy a musical based on a Broadway, pl- so, like, I... Broadway. Like, like a, a bro- real Broadway, Broadway yeah. So yeah. I have enjoyed a lot of those, like, Pajama Game... Um, West Side Story, like I, I will, I can hang with those. Yeah. Um, so this musical is also based on a more recent Broadway adaptation, but so it's it's sliding in under that rule. Otherwise, I don't want to hear these people sing. <laughs> it makes me angry and uncomfortable, yeah. and I will fast forward. <laughs> I want to hear your speaking voice only. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, did you want me to kind of? Get into mine? Or yeah, go for it. I got nothing. I'm just going to go, yeah, fast and loose. Some of these I don't, like, quote, unquote, remember, but I remember the feeling. I got, like, Great Expectations, 1998. Al- Alfonso Caron. Oh. Um, who did, like, Children of Men and Gravity, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just remember it being really magical and, like, romantic and not in a gross way. But when I was a kid, I was like, ooh, I just want to live this, like, I don't know, they were, like, artistic, or, I don't know, I feel like they lived by a graveyard or something. I was just, like, it was really, like, I don't know, it was just really, like, it was sensual. I don't know, I really liked it. Um, the, the birdcage, which I think I mentioned last time, which is not I'm going to mention every episode, it's fine. That was a real um, Nathan Lane moment. Ooh, I just, like, I don't know, I just love it, and I know, like, looking back, it's one of those things I watched a lot, and then I look back, and I'm like, oh, it's a little problematic in certain areas, like Hank Azaria is, like, doing an accent and such. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, you know. Um, Mike Nichols directing it. Elaine May, who is also, like, really undersung as, like, a director and writer. She wrote it, and then, like, obviously they improved a lot. But, yeah, uh, La Cage of Fowl was, like, the French, um, the original from the 70s. Um, and... How different? I've only ever yeah. seen birdcage i've never yeah. seen the original how similar are they um i remember um it being like like as far as like should you watch it like it's cute you know yeah. it's worth a watch yeah. but i wouldn't be like oh my god shut it down like, go watch it right now um and i think it has a sequel to it like the french version has a sequel maybe okay but so i think they're pretty similar in concept 
as far as like the dressing up right. in drag as your mother or whatever, you know, and then right. the, the conservative like political guy comes yeah. over, you know, future father-in-law. So they're pretty similar. It's maybe a, I don't know, they're both pretty goofy, but like in a fun way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth a watch. Um, so should I just... Yeah, you just blast yeah, off. I'm just, bla- I'm just gonna blow just, through. Yeah, plow on. Um, so, Sorcerer from 1977. Um, so, William Friedkin you know, directed like The Exorcist. And then in his hubris, maybe, he was like, I'm gonna remake Wages of Fear, which is like an almost perfect movie from the 50s mm. classic. And I think, I don't know if Sorcerer was like the name of the truck. Because it's like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's a wizard movie. All right, this will be fun. Why not? Okay. And I actually saw it in theaters, and it's fantastic. I really love it, and I think there is something really bold about remaking a perfect film. Yeah. It's like, go for it, man. You know, kind of like Suspiria is coming out. Um, I think that's going to be terrible. I, I'm going to see it, but... Oh, my God. I really think it looks maybe really good. I don't know. We'll see. But I love that 70... This is like, I think it'll look yeah. great. Yeah. But I well, think... Well, Dakota Johnson, I don't really not, care about her. But, really but Tilda bag. Swinton's in it, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm there for, for Tilda. So, yeah, Sorcerer, it's fantastic. And I love... What is his name? Roy Scheider from, like, Jaws and whatever. Oh, um, Roy Scheider. Yeah. I just have a sweet spot for him. I don't know. I just love him. Um, so yeah, he's great. Um, okay, Good Morning is 1959, I believe, um, Ozu, you know, amazing director, and it's sort of a remake of his own film that was a silent film from 1932 called I Was Born, but, that has Mm. one T, it's not like, (laughs) I was 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 born, born, but, uh, okay, I was born, but, dot, dot, dot. It is adorable. Like, it is so... Mm. Gr- and I don't mean that in the best way. Like, it is charming. It's kids making... It sounds weird. They're making a lot of fart jokes, but it's in the 50s. They're like, <laughs> hey, Mom and Dad, we want to get a TV. And they're like, yeah. eh, you know, no. Um, <laughs> we live in a small town. Ta- I don't know. TV barely exists. It's it's really great. It's uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, good morning. Uh, and the other one is Irma Vep. It's I-R-M-A space V-E-P. Irma Vep. 1996. Uh, Olivier Assayas. And it's sort of a spiritual sequel to, this is a deep cut here, 1915, Les Vampires, um, which is, <laughs> I think his name is Fuyan. Anyway, I could really get yeah. into this. There's a whole other discussion about how everyone's like, oh, Birth of a Nation. Well, this is more like 10 years ago. Like, Birth yeah. of a Nation's like the first, like, great film because it's like three hours long or whatever. So Les Vampires is hours and hours long. It has a female uh, protagonist that's a badass. It's, oh. it's like this underground, like, Mafia, not mafia. I guess is about like criminals. I guess like yeah. cat burglars. I mean, it's fantastic. It's a great. Anyways, if you ever want to spend a few hours watching a silent film, it's really there sexy. is a zero percent chance. Yeah, okay. For me. But if, but you, if one do, does. um, it's great. Le Vampires. So Irma Vep is like the word vampire mixed up. It's like oh, the whole thing with that. Clever um, yeah. and anagram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's basically just about a crew of French filmmakers trying to make. Uh, kind of a reimagining of Le Vampire. It's got Maggie Chung in it. Uh, so like said, it's kind of a spiritual sequel to that. Yeah, I thought it was like kind of counted and I wanted to talk about it. And it's got a great, it's very 90s, got a great soundtrack. Mm. I love a movie about making movies. I'm, again, it's like, it can be annoying, but I yeah. have a sweet spot for it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite films. It just has this like easy sex, and I mean that in like a, not really sexy, like sexy, <laughs> but like, just like that sexy, you just want to vibe. You just want to put on a sh- like a, a movie or a yeah. show that just has like a cool vibe. So, and you're like, oh, I just want to live in Paris and like the 90s and work on a film crew and like have Maggie Chung around. Just, I don't know. Just, yeah, just yeah, that's all. That's, yeah. What's so, the, yeah. okay, what's the vampire movie from the 90s with John Malkovich? 
um, Shadow of the Vampire. I oh say. yeah, where he's. I mean, he's. It's like a really over the top John Malkovich performance. Yeah, because he's that... like the director. He's playing because it's like they're filming Nosferatu. Yeah, okay, yeah. Actually, okay, that's yeah. funny that yeah, it's very similar kind of. Mind it just mind right. Scenes, vampire movie. I just started picturing John Malkovich in that movie and laughing. Yeah. And then um, oh my god, what's his name? That was the actual vampire guy. What is this? Willem Dafoe. Willem yes, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It Speaking was a of, great, like, bananas Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Role. I saw it quite a while ago because I saw that director, I can't think of his name, it's like Elias something, and I saw his first film. Well, okay, so this, some of these are, like, really gone on tangent, but this is kind of a sophomore film, if I believe, because his first film was called Begotten, and it was, like, an experimental, like, student film, and it was black and white, no sound, maybe, like, a weird, grindy industrial soundtrack. It is the most frightening Ooh. film in that, like, I felt like I was marked for life. Like, on my soul, I was like, oh, I no. shouldn't see this. Like, it was like, it doesn't matter. But it was very experimental, and it was very frightening. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. That's my uh, kind of remake kind of stuff I've seen, and then I have a few that I would like to see. So I didn't, or did you yeah. have any others on your list? No. Really, mine were just, uh, there's a Spike Lee remake of Ganja and Hess called um, and I'm sorry I'm saying it like this, but The Sweet Blood of Jesus, that's literally what it's called. The, the Sweet Blood of Jesus. That's right. From, okay. from a few years ago. I'd like to check that out. And this has kind of just made me think about recently, okay, there's a 1993, um, I think it might be Spanish, I'm not sure, like horror movie called Dark Waters. And I was like, oh, this is fun. It's like a girl going to an island and there's a convent there and maybe actually it's like the portal to hell and everyone's evil and... It, it should have been more fun than it was. Anyways, and then there's a 2005, so that's called Dark Waters, and there's 2005's Dark Water with um, Eyebrows. What's her name? Eyebrows. <laughs> I'll think of it as say Jennifer Connelly. Um, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Jennifer Connelly's Eyebrows. That would oh, be a 90s band them. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, it's a sequel, because they're both, like, the same name, basically. It is yeah. not. And it, oh, they it are was just... not fun. I didn't like it. It's just a bit like she's in an apartment that sucks, and there's just like it's flooding all the time, and she just is going nuts. And I hate it. Oh. Sorry, I hate a movie where someone's like it can be fun sometimes, but like when someone's just like bad things are happening, and you just want to be like, girl, oh. just like call. Just get out. Do you have a yeah. friend? Do you have? Yep. I mean, anyways, it's just like a nightmare that I'm watching, and I I hate it. And then I rewatched the uh, or I watched. Um, speaking of the guy that directed Wages of Fear, I think, yeah, Clouseau, I think he also directed Diabolique from the 50s, wonderful French thriller, and I watched the 1996 remake with Sharon Stone. For some reason, it's like, I just remember it being advertised, and so I watched that, and, you know, it was fun, but it was not good, but it was, you know, kind of fun, and she was wearing some great 90s clothes, so yeah. Did she have, like, the classic Sharon Stone haircut in it? That's important. I'm trying to remember if it was, like, kind of a slicked back. Yeah. I think I think it was pretty classic Sharon Stone. Like, wearing great little skirt, not skirt suits, but, you know, like a little twin set situation with, yeah. like, a pencil skirt. Ooh, yeah. Maybe, like, a dark red lip. Yeah, some great Sharon Stone stuff. So I think those are all my remakes uh, that I want to see. No other remake. No the, more remakes. Oh, yeah. how do you feel about the fact that Call Me By Your Name is getting a sequel? That's weird, right? Yeah, I don't know. Is it the same writer, the Merchant Ivory guy? You know, I don't He's know. Like the film, very the filmmaker is. <laughs> sorry, it's too old to write. You can't hold it in. Sorry, it's not. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, I'm. 
wondering what that's going to be about. It's going to be Tim- Timothy Chalamet, but now he's living in Berlin or something, mm-hmm. and he has like like uh, he's like Short in the eighties. I was gonna, no, I was going to say like what are those like coveralls, like eighty style coveralls, <laughs> oh. and he's like dancing in clubs and like I don't know in my mind like he's a bit older. Yeah, he's like electronic. The, he's a tra- like early rave DJ. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what the journey is going to be. TBD. You'll have to report back for me. <laughs> All right, I'll keep you posted. Okay, if we could follow magically follow someone on Twitter from the days of your from old Hollywood, who would you who would you want to follow? Like, uh, I'm trying to think Olden if this would be is. like, but in their prime. Yeah, kind I, of, I was I'm imagining... trying to think like in their prime, not that they're alive now, but if magically, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some scenario. Let's not think about at their it too peak, much. who okay. would you follow? At their peak, because you know just, like, a lot of these old like, celebs disappoint you when they get older yeah, and yeah. start <laughs> being worried about the feds taking their cash. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way to like get that inside dirt on like yeah. you know from like instead of like Photo Play magazine. Yeah, or whatever. It's I mean like, obviously yeah. to just, me, yeah. I have one that to me is like the most obvious follow that I would go for, which is Betty Davis, mm-hmm. and so that she could like take. Take to Twitter, throw all the shade, subtweet at Joan Crawford. Because <laughs> some of her quotes about Joan Crawford are a bananas. Like yeah. she once said that the most fun she ever had with her was pushing her down the stairs. <laughs> Whatever happened to Baby Jane? <laughs> like if that is on Twitter, I mean that is like delighting day after day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so that's my good. number one Twitter follow. And I was thinking about for Instagram, for me. It's got to be about a hottie. It's got to be mm. a guy who's going to be posting, like, sexy pics of himself. Because most of the time when you follow celebs on Instagram, it's just really dull. It's like, here I am yeah. eating at this fancy restaurant. Oh, here's my dog. I mean, which can be cute, but Which come can on. be cute, but, but like, come on. How, many, how many dogs can we look at? Yeah. Um, so mine, I had to think about, like, who I would love to see just, like, full on, like, you know, just chest, sexy. Just thirst, trap. So I feel, yeah. yeah, just really, like, looking at the camera, sultry. Mm. I feel like a Paul Newman thirst trap yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Would that not be, like, I oh, feel like that just... baby blues? Yeah, it's just... Yes. That is my number one Instagram follower. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about Cool Hand Luke, like, yeah. from what was, like, uh, 66 or something, and he's, like... 40 something and he has like a six or eight pack oh yeah he looks so good anyway i, I mean, totally yeah had in a hot tin roof mm. where he tells her to lock the door is that that movie i don't know i haven't seen that in a minute <laughs> i think it's that one it's okay i oh it's it's fully a real sexy scene. so yeah. anyway basically what i'm looking yes. for is that that yeah. in an instagram from a celebrity okay i agree mine um would definitely be more of like an Instagram Pinterest situation. Um, it'd be more for like inspo. Um, it'd be Cedric. Oh, this is a deep cut here. Cedric Gibbons, the art director for MGM for like the thirties okay, and forties. True. This is the deepest deep of cuts. Cut. And Adrian, that's his, just just Adrian, one name. Just Adrian, MGM costume designer for like Joan Crawford and Norma Shearer and all these people. Oh, so yeah. I just feel like their like Pinterest Instagram would be just like gorgeous. Like here's my inspo. Here's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of these gowns. And then maybe that would be like them with like their um, celeb, you know, besties. Like, hey, I'm designing a dress for John Crawford, mm. and like, I don't and then know, Betty so Davis can, can comment. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. Um, 
And yeah, and then maybe they'd also get drunk and just like do some like some gossipy stuff too. You I feel like they want the inside dirt. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that dirt. So yeah, Cedric Gibbons <laughs> and Adrian. Sorry, <laughs> hey, we don't. We don't. I know. like here to. I'm like, not going to give you those real obvious slugs. answers. <laughs> I'm going to make you Google shit. Okay, <laughs> Cedric Gibbons. So. Cedric Gibbons, not Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Surprise, great uh, online presence. <laughs> I've got a random thought. Yeah. Okay. If I may. Um, I want to stream The Nanny, Just Shoot Me, and Designing Women, and I don't know where they are <gasps> in the world. That's just They're all. They're not all. on Hulu or anything? I mean, unless they just posted, like, yeah. today. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, why not? Sometimes, I, I've seen The Nanny sometimes on reruns on basic cable, but... Anyway. Otherwise, but they're all obviously out of sequence. Just yeah. Shoot Me seems like it'd be like a it deal is, of a deal yeah. to have on your streaming platform. It's like easy pickings. Like, it's prime time for that. Anyways, um, that's all. Just a random thought of... Um, wish. Yeah, wish just a could. wish list. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Any women. List. I mean, there's a million other shows, but those are like prime, like 90s-ish shows yeah. that... I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like all this love for Golden Girls. What about designing women? Yeah. To me, they were, uh, as a kid watching them, I was like, they were like a block. Like, I don't really yeah. think of them so <laughs> Rock they, block really a lifetime. Hanging out with grandma watching yes. this. Exactly. Mature woman rock block. Yeah. I've got uh, an original podcast pitch I would like to make to you. Okay. okay. So, I haven't thought about this too much, but it's called Crossover. And it's a podcast about interesting or unlikely, unlikely crossovers and collaborations throughout pop culture, like TV, music, movies. I mean, some of this for a podcast, I don't know. Some of it might be visual. But um, but this is a podcast about movies, so hey, you know. So, for example, this is just one random thing. Speaking of The Nanny, Spalding Gray, the like, monologist, yeah. was Fran Fine's therapist on The Nanny. Whoa. And I'm like, just little things like that, just little fun almost like yeah. it's imdb trivia you know mixed with just i don't know um so that's so obviously more. my my love of singles comes into play here okay they're you know pearl jam played a version of themselves chris okay. cornell played like a, a friend of matt dillon's and they performed it was this universe in which this music exists but then also these people are yeah. other people which is interesting but okay real crossover exactly. from yes and i mean maybe crossover i was just trying to think of like a word i was like that just came in my head i'm sure there's like a million other i think tv would be a little more ripe for this kind of oh, discussion girlfriend i have like dozens of monk <laughs> episodes there are so many appearances yeah. on monk i cannot even tell you corn Alice Cooper. What? Just to name two. Just to name two. Okay. That's what you're missing um, out on. <laughs> okay, I got another one just off the top of my head. Frasier, or uh, Kelsey Grammer, I should mm-hmm. say, was in... <laughs> he's just Frasier. Yeah, he's Come on. Um, was in, in Next Gen uh, for, like, one quick yes, cameo. That's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I don't even know how you would frame the discussion. Yeah. Just be like, hey, guys. How'd this happen? Let's talk about it. Or maybe someone would actually get, like, the inside scoop. Like, they're a journalist, and they'd actually, like, get an oral history or something. Um, So, yeah, that, uh, or, like, this is a little kind of related, how um, Garth Brooks, when he hosted SNL in the 90s, like, Chris Gaines, like, was the musical guest. I don't know. So, I don't know if it's crossover, but I just want someone to address that in full. So, that's all. Because Chris Gaines feels like a fever dream, right? Like, are we sure? Was it a shared delusion? Okay. Was it kind of like a Joaquin Phoenix 
performance art thing <laughs> yeah. or like yeah i know where's that movie where's that chris gaines movie i that's mean the un- i don't know i don't know if that's a crossover James episode or if that's just something we he's should like address the same person i know it's like he's just crossover crossing over with yeah because he crossed over between country and pop i guess yeah <laughs> yeah so that's my pitch to you bender. crossover crossover There's a lot of NBA ones too. You could have just a, well, do you need me for that? <laughs> no, we can, yeah, we can There's do sports edition. <laughs> Right, time for movie Mad Libs. Um, should I start? Because you got the wild yeah. card, I feel Give like. Give me your... Okay, here's my kind of half of it. Um, so I'm coming at you with John Early because I just want to see him yes. all over the place. I will go on like a whole like rabbit hole situation like YouTube, just like any John Early. Like, yes. you know, I never look at late night shows, but I'm always like, oh, John Early on Jimmy Kimmel. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Please show me the sure. Steve from Sex and the City impression. <laughs> oh my God, I want to see that so bad. Okay, so John Early... And James has really, like, uh, opened my eyes to this as a genre. This, like, it all happens in one night, over the course of one night kind of comedy. Mm. Um, so it'd be like, uh, and I haven't seen After Hours in a minute, so th- oh, I'm just trying yeah, to remember. Yeah, but that definitely has that, yeah. So, like, an After Hours style comedy where John Early and some other characters um, are taking, like, a journey across town. Like, oh, shit, we got to get to the thing okay, or whatever. This is good there's some this... sort of, like, caper or there's, there's a romp, basically. Yeah. Something's happening. And it all happens over the course of one night, and I just feel like, yeah, yeah. it's gold. So right my okay. wild card is my setting, which actually fits pretty well with this, which Ooh. is Los Angeles mm-hmm. in like the I love you, Alice B. Toklas '60s. So like kind sure. of like like a like a fun, wacky, psychedelic. I can see John Early and his friends piling into their Beetle. Mm, yeah, him trying in a turtleneck. To yes. Yeah. He's maybe a square who's like <gasps> visiting like on weekend from Stanford. Oh, I love it. And he's okay. visiting okay. his friends <laughs> in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's like kind of that area. You know, there's cults, there's Hare Krishna, mm-hmm. there's there's pop is hash and pot and everything. <laughs> like a jazz cigarette? Can he eat the food at dinner? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, any anyone else we think would star in this, like direct it, or I mean, I think that it would be fabulous to have Lily Tomlin as like someone's like mother or like sort yeah. of like like mm. a or guru. There's always like gonna a be a guru, guru. like there a guru. Has to, mother. Yeah, like she's got like a yeah, she's their spiritual mm-hmm. mother. Yeah, I just had a director. Maybe like I don't know if you like Edgar Wright, but I was trying to think of someone that would keep it snappy. You I don't know? know who Edgar Wright is. Isn't that his name from um, Huff? fuzz and all that you know oh i don't actually okay well he's british anyways um or like is it paul feig or five one of those paul that feig. guy one of those three of those. there's triplets and he's one of them it's like tony 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 it's yeah, like it's one of them me. um yeah maybe tony, can direct. Tony, tony. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense so do we have a name hmm. oh this is we're getting really deep into this yeah sometimes movies don't have names until the very until end. yeah okay so just untitled john early yeah project for now yeah and maybe like the i feel like the soundtrack can be all covers of like simon and garfunkel <gasps> songs yeah. and just like okay yeah i love it i'm sold Dunzo. just like at the end he needs to have some love beads on over mm. the turtleneck all right let's talk recommendations so this week i'd like to recommend a podcast called the industry uh with dan delgado and it's um, a podcast where you get real deep cut, long form information about 
something that happened in like either movies or TV that like you probably don't know about. And so I don't know. I just like to get that industry, like that really inside inside, inside baseball kind yeah. of because um, I love I'm IMDb, IMDb trivia. I basically watch movies just to get to that just trivia. To the trivia. I just want to get that juicy gossip. And yeah, and he'll talk about stories that I've never heard about, like TV shows that got canceled that they like CBS in 1970 tried to rework this thing, you know. And I don't know. So it's very interesting. Um, I love to get the inside scoop on why executives make the decisions they do. I don't know. I think it's really interesting. The so a TV show I've been loving is Other Space that literally no one has been talking about or has heard of. And speaking of Paul. Big, big. <laughs> I don't know his name. Anyway, um, Sorry, so Paul. it is a comedy series that's just like one season, maybe like eight episodes on Yahoo. And so you can uh, look like actually Yahoo watch the website. Yeah, you know they try to have a few shows, and so you so you can watch it for free on wow. Yahoo. So it works out for yeah, you, you know. Is. So yeah, it's called Other Space. Basically, it's got Neil Casey and like seven other people, and it's and it's so it's like next gen, but they're all like. I mean, 27 years old, and they're like, uh-oh, we're, like, lost in space, and, like, oh, so they're just okay. dealing, yeah. so it's, so, and then the movie, um, since we're recording in kind of pre-Halloween times, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw another, uh, horror movie, The Gate, uh, 1987 horror film, um, just, you know, kids find out that, I love, apparently this is a genre I love, find out that the portal to hell is, like, in their backyard or something, you know, so... Yeah, it's great, um, and it's directed by, and I do not know how to say his name, because it looks like it's Slavic or, or Czech or something, uh, Tibor Ta- Takix, hmm. and who also directed uh, two of the the two Sabrina the Teenage Witch movies, Whoa. so you know he's good. So you know, <laughs> you know he's got that edge on baseline. kids and <laughs> yeah, wacky adventures. So yeah, uh, The Industry, Other Space, and The Gate. Okay, those are good recommendations. I will say one thing I'm excited for slash nervous is the gritty Sabrina reboot coming to Netflix mm. because I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch and I sure as shit love Riverdale, which is this producers of Riverdale mm. are making this, um, although it's going to be Netflix appropriate, not CW appropriate, so maybe that'll oh, make okay. it like a little bit darker. Yeah. And it's got um, the daughter from Kieran that. Kieran Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. No, I was ready I was for like, that. She was, was blonde, like... little blonde girl. Little blonde <laughs> Sally girl. Draper. Sally Draper. Sally Draper. So I'm looking forward to that. Recommendation-wise, I'm just going to say I've watched two episodes of this, and I don't know whether I recommend it or not. But if it's since it is spooky season, mm-hmm. The Haunting of Hill House is a limited series on Netflix, and it's mm-hmm. directed by Mike Flanagan, who made Ooh, Oculus yeah. and Absentia. Mm-hmm. So same director. I love his yeah. movies. It's obviously loosely based on The Haunting of Hill House, the Shirley Jackson novella. So far, it seems a bit like a cheesy Netflix horror thing, but you know what? In October, I just can't get enough spooky stuff. Give me the scaries. And Mm -hmm. it's an enjoyable, fun, scare yourself, some jump scares Mm -hmm. uh, on a weekend under the covers. That's it for Storyboard. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, If you like what you hear, you can leave us a rating and a review if you're really nice. And you can subscribe to keep up with all of our hijinks. And if you don't like what you hear, please do not shame us publicly. (laughs) Please send us an email instead. Uh, That said, we actually do want to hear from you. So if we mention something that jogs one of your own movie memories, or if you have a couple of elements that you want us to riff on in Pitch Generator, whatever it is, you can send us an email at storyboardpod at gmail.com or via Instagram at storyboardpodcast. 
and let us know if we can use your name or mention your message on the podcast. And I'll put those links in the episode notes.